You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSC has opened its doors for another day, so it's time for the opening. And this morning I'm speaking to Nick Kunzer from Sanam Private Wealth. Big day today, uh, Nick. A lot of people are saying, tell us something we don't know, Minister Mbueni. I think they're getting it a little bit wrong. I mean, reading a lot of commentary saying doesn't matter. You said it last night as well, to be fair. I'm not being critical of you, but you said that people don't care who runs the government and therefore don't care too much about what's happening in the domestic bond market or the domestic economy. They're just going to go with the international bond market and the international financial markets. But I don't know. I think we might have a little twist in the tail. Nick Kunzer, over to you. Yeah, morning, Lindsay. Yeah, morning of our budget, emergency budget forecast for 3 p.m. SA time this afternoon, just to make note those, put that in your diary. Um, it, yeah, it, you know, for me, it's without being too brutal, it, you know, that, that money, South Africa is one of the countries that, along with a lot of other emerging markets, that, that require foreign investment or direct foreign investments, as it's termed, to budget its, uh, to budget its, its bank, uh, current account deficit. I mean, that's a fact. Mm. We cannot rely just on, on domestic uh, issues to support it. We need foreign flows, whether we like it or not. Um, and those foreign flows are typically, they're not loyal, they're not sticky. They All they're doing is chasing the yield and chasing the best return. And, and we've, been a, we've been a beneficiary of that over the years. So, but looking at today, I think it becomes a lot clearer that we've got some serious, serious challenges. I mean, this uh, debt-to-GDP forecast of 12, 13, 14%, I've seen some numbers. Um, you know, this is going to be the worst sort of uh, set of budget numbers you've had since, the, I think, the last World War. So it, it, it's, a, it's a huge number, and it really... For Mr. Mumbawani and his team, I mean, they're rock in a hard place. You would not want his job to stand up there today. No, you wouldn't. But um, he's a charismatic fellow, and he'll take it on the chin. And he's got broad shoulders, so I think he'll he'll do well. And he relishes the the spotlight. Anyway, let's have a look at the stock exchange news service. What's been out since seven o'clock this morning? Seven o five. We were talking about it last night on the show. You flagged it. Uh, Pepcor Holdings Limited, and they've come out with the results of the accelerated book build offering of Pepcor Holdings Limited ordinary shares. What's the news? Yeah, so Pepco, as we suspected last night, I don't know if it was placed last night or, or the early hours of this morning, but uh, they're coming out with uh, their news of their, of their sort of book build, as we call it, or a, a capital placement or capital raise, as other people refer to it. Uh, that number, they raised 1.9 billion rand uh, for the company. Those shares were placed at an issue price of 11 rand, which is, I guess, 10 odd percent under where the current price was uh, last night. But for something of this size, that I think it, that is fair. Uh, they talk about the proceeds being used to reduce uh, the current gearing level, a bit of debt they've gotten. I think overall, pretty positive. Um, you know, it, it, it's certainly tying up with what we've seen with, with companies realizing that they're going to need to, to pay down their debt and companies do not like Big debt on their balance sheets anywhere at the moment. So I think I think overall pretty pretty decent actually. Stocks down three percent this morning, but uh, still fifty cents above. Whether whoever got hold of the placement, there's still fifty cents in the money. Very good. So it's worked well. It hasn't shocked the market. Okay. What has been a shocker? What, no, let me just go through it chronologically if I can. Uh, Schroeder European Real Estate Investment Trust, the REIT, came out with its results today. The share price down very slightly. That need not detain us, unfortunately. We don't have time for that one. Uh, but Break came out with their numbers. 
financial results for the financial year ended 31st of March. The share price up uh, quite smartly, but I, I still keep looking at that and thinking, what did they do? Did they do a share split or something? Because this is three rand a share, essentially. It was 170 from 170 to three, this is going to be one of those stocks. There'll be a book out saying what happened to corporate SA, and this will be one of the poster boys of the book. It's extraordinary. Mm. So, I mean, where do you start with with Bright? You know, they've got a you know, these sort of businesses. Unfortunately, are what I would label they're bull market businesses. You know, these particular businesses they require you know. Uh, positive consumer sentiment they they look at businesses they think they can squeeze more out of it and a lot of it is financial engineering too Lindsay, where they they have good agreements in place and they could you know probably get a decent uh, level to buy out and and they get the shareholders to fund them there's a lot of financial jargon that happens in the background uh but i mean these guys just i mean talk about timing in this game they did everything that they did was at exactly the wrong time i mean they got involved in you know the high street in the united kingdom just as the the brexit vote happened i mean you couldn't have timed it worse mm. um you know they've got exposure to quite a cash flush business well it was up until a few months ago which which was virgin which i think is a bit of a gem in their, in their system uh in their portfolio i mean as we had the COVID shutdown and no one's going to gyms we don't even know when they're going to open up again they just spun off their um, iceland uh, business for a huge uh drop from what they initially paid for nav for it so i mean the, the, the list goes on i mean enough time on the show to talk about it but i don't know i don't know where the share goes we don't cover it as a house um and quite frankly this has got to be one of the a very speculative share uh, overall Yes. Um, what else has happened? Sun International has uh, come up with a business update presentation Oof. to investors, but it, yeah, hasn't, put one. it, it mm-hmm. hasn't put it on sto- uh, the Stock Exchange News Service. It's put it on there, but it says, you know, just go to our website. It's almost as though they were just trying to make it difficult for you to read it. But what was the reading like? Was the reading of it difficult? Uh, yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing, I guess, we don't, we don't already know. But, you know, highlights including... Um, talking about basically, you know, significantly slowdowns. What I think was they were quite what I thought was was more negative than they needed to be was they referred to a, a slowdown significantly prior to the lockdown. So pre-COVID, they were already seeing sort of uh, uh, revenue dropping and they're already seeing sort of, I guess, uh, international tourism dropping in, in a lot of their hotels. So overall, if you, I mean, if, if these guys, you didn't like them before the lockdown, you certainly aren't going to like them now. And the market doesn't like the price. Currently down 1.5%, 14 Rand 59, that share price. Mm, okay, well, let's have a look at the markets then. Uh, that's uh, that's the sparse news that we have on the Stock Exchange News Service. Um, I've got the S&P futures down a little bit, uh, just above uh, 3,100. seems to be struggling. I mean, it has a, a few down days, and then, of course, the, <clears throat> the buyers come in, which has been the pattern of the last, well, nearly two months now, I think. Uh, but it, 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 it can't push through to new highs, uh, which, is, which, which, is, which is interesting. Yeah. It is it is struggling a little bit. I mean, we're getting what 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 for me what gets quite interesting is is this Friday will mark the sort of uh, the quarter end and of course the halfway point in the year. Of course, uh, last yes. night, yeah, the last night Nasdaq moved last night. Now, if, uh, hitting another new high, um, and in fact, if you look at the actual numbers, 
Um, the three months to date, uh, the S&P is set to have its best quarter in 45 years. Oh, yeah. I mean, can you actually believe it, given with everything that's going on? Don't tell Donald Trump that. Oh, no, you no. Have, he's already been told because he was at a rally the other week. or oh, the other day, actually. It was three days ago. And he said he was making some absurd comments about it being the, the best, best 50 days in U.S. stock history. And yes, he's absolutely right. But he, he didn't tell us from whence it came. So he's a great manipulator. But it has been an amazing time. Whether it, can it has been an amazing knows. time. Mm. And of course, driven, driven um, quite phenomenally by just a couple of shares, really, to be quite honest, uh, in the, certainly the NASDAQ anyway. I mean, I mean, Apple now uh, hitting another all-time high last night with the NASDAQ hitting an all-time high. Um, the, those FANG shares, those work-from-home shares, all contributing. And, and interestingly enough, uh, just for those who do watch the markets, uh, this Friday brings what we call the Russell re-weighting. Yes. Um, it is a monster re-weighting, usually the biggest volume of the year. It's once a year. Um, and a lot of those sort of stay-at-home shares, the Zooms, the Slacks, uh, those stuff that, that we all use when we work from home, all being rejigged and put into the index. So, I don't know, maybe we'll give it a fun and games on Friday, but this relentless grind higher, and as you said on the S&P, just battling to, to get through sort of that 3,200 level, it just keeps knocking its head. Uh, and once again this morning, up a little bit this morning and uh, couldn't get through. We're now down off percent. Maybe Friday will yield a bit mm. of a surge as people try and uh, goose up their quarterly and half-yearly performances after a bad first quarter and a brilliant second quarter. Anyway, dollar rand is 17.29 ahead of the budget. Uh, British pound against the rand is 21.59. The euro rand is 19.53 with the euro dollar now 113 which is just slightly weaker for the US dollar slightly uh, sorry weaker for the euro slightly stronger for the US dollar last night in the United States Dow Jones yet again was up up half a percent S&P was up 0.4 percent Nasdaq again the outperformer up three quarters of a percent Dow Jones futures currently down about half a percent similar situation for the S&P although slightly uh, slightly less weak the gold price uh, 1768, which is flat, but still near a 2012 high. And uh, notice Goldman Sachs are calling uh, the gold price to make a record high before the end of the year. Not the bravest call. And it's almost as though I'm going to say to myself cynically, it's probably the time to get out now if they're saying that because they've already loaded up. The um, platinum price, they don't sponsor the show, so it doesn't matter. The platinum price is 828, down $3 an ounce. Where's Palladium, please, Nick? Well, palladium currently trading just down $9 at uh, 1920 It's gone kind of sideways for the last few days. And Brent Crude and the West Texas Intermediate, they look uh, flat to me. Give us the numbers. A little bit down latest print. We've got uh, West Texas down 0.87%, still holding that level, $40.02 just. Uh, and Brent is down... 0.47 of a percent, 42 dollars, 42. And just while I'm speaking, breaking news: South Africa's April core CPI inflation numbers have just broken. Yes, uh, coming in light actually. So expected 3.1 percent came in at 3 percent. And core inflation. I mean, this has got. I mean, now you know why the rates are not going up. Core inflation negative 0.2, and they were looking for 0.1. Contrary to last time, I saw a negative month-on-month print inflation in South Africa. So That's amazing. I don't know. There is no inflation anywhere, which certainly helps. Uh, I guess it helps uh, the central bank a little bit. Unless we forget the, the, the Reserve Bank's target range for inflation, and has been in place for many, many years, is between 3 and 6%. Correct. Now we're, we're, we're about to break out of the range by the looks of things if demand stays low. Maybe it'll be rescued by the opening up of the South African economy and demand will come in 
and keep it mm-hmm. above three percent. But given the core and also given the recent PPI numbers, I don't know. Maybe we were going to go to two and a half. I don't know what they do. And this is tying in with that conversation on your show last night that the real rate of inflation is just, you know, in South Africa, that gap is just getting wider and wider. So certainly justifying our emergency levels of rate uh, rate cuts. I mean, maybe the possibility after this number now, uh, another rate cut on the cost. Yeah, it could easily be, whether it be 25 or 50, uh, whether mm. it matters or not, I don't know. Uh, what has that done to the R18, sorry, the, the 10-year government bond in South Africa? Because that was my trade on our Tuesday trade last night. Uh, what's happened? It's probably stronger. Uh, yes, of course, it, of course it was. Let's have a quick squeeze. In the meantime, the RAND is, uh, hasn't done a great deal of it. I think it's probably, uh, I mean, if I was, if I was Mr. Mimbaweni, I know these numbers are ready before our announcement. So the RAND 17.29 at the moment. Mm. Uh, regarding a little trade last night, we are five pips weaker. Uh, five ticks stronger on the price. Uh, the yield is a little bit weaker. So 7. Uh, 9.330. Uh, okay, well, that's that's nothing. It was nine thirty-three and a half uh, last night, and that's mm, where so I was. It's nine thirty-three zero. Yeah, exactly. Okay, right. Fair enough. We'll wait and see. I don't think many people are going to be sticking their necks out ahead of the budget. No, they're not. No, they're not. Oh, just another reminder yes. later on, we have some retail, retail sales at 1 o'clock this afternoon too, so also worth keeping an eye on that one for March. Very That's good. For March retail, which I can't imagine would be very good. I wouldn't imagine so, no. On the upside today on the JSC, on my 15-minute delayed screen, I've got First Rand up 3.8%, Telcom up 3 and a third, Netcare up 3.1%, Barlow World up 3.1%, and Mr. Price up 2.7%. And incidentally, that was my pick of last yes, week. Yes, it Jesus. was. It was Mr. Price. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think I might have to give, game, hey? I think I might give up <laughs> give up podcasting, you know, and go to Robin Hood. <laughs> no, don't be silly. RMBH on the downside. Uh, what is that? That's all about an unbundling or something. Um, Hammerson down two point nine percent. Pepcor down two and a third percent. Vodacom a two point one percent loser. And Nuspes after a really good day yesterday after ten cents a good performance in Hong Kong down one and a half percent. Anything there? No, I think it's a real wait-and-see mode. Uh, interesting to see, actually, the banks getting a little bit of a bit this morning. Um, mm. Standard Bank up almost 2% ahead of that budget. Of course, you know, the financials and the banks extremely sensitive to whatever Mr. Mimbaweni and his team come out with this afternoon. Um, and, in fact, I'd have to say the banks have kind of gone the other way recently. Um, you know, it's been quite reasonably strong sort of local market, and, and the financials have lagged. And, for me, that's always a warning sign that that because financials should lead a market higher. You know that is on the coal face of of the country and the economy. So uh, interesting enough, maybe a little bit of positive spin they're expecting coming through. We're seeing the banks getting bid this morning. That's good news. What are the JSC indices doing after now one hour and four minutes of trading? <clears throat> Not a lot, but we are grinding a little bit lower. So the JSC all share currently down half percent, three hundred points lower, uh, fifty-five thousand one hundred and sixty-eight. JSC top. 40, uh, 50,837, only down 0.7 of a percent, but as I said, on the lows of the session. Uh, and a mixed market this morning. Financials, as we just spoke about, that index up 5.58%. Industrials also having a good session, up 2.5%. And then dragging us lower on the energy shares, down 0.2%, that index. Technology down 0.34, and basic materials down 1.2%. But I imagine there's going to be a little bit of a, a wait and see ahead of that 3 o'clock uh, budget speech. 
Nick, thank you very much for your time this morning. Nick Kunzer is from Sandland Private Wealth. And uh, Nick, you'll be back with me. You're off tonight. You're off tomorrow morning. But on Thursday night, you'll be back with me for the five o'clock shadow with David Shapiro. And that was the opening. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.